Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and, Nick, we were just breaking down a bit of the offense and, and, and why they look so good today. One reason why is Russell Wilson played pretty well. Um, you know, he he had – I don't know his, his his throwing stat line. I think it was 222 yards, one touchdown, one interception. It was a, a pretty bad interception. Uh, had a guy in his face, but, uh, you know, that, that can't happen. And then he also had the, the strip sack, which I still think – again, we're going to get to officiating. I still think that was an incomplete pass. His arm was clearly going forward, but what do I know? Um, but I thought he looked really good today at times. Made some really nice throws. He had the one throw uh, over the middle to Cortland Sutton, I think, early in the game. Another one to Eric Sobert later in the game. Uh, the touchdown pass, the, the pass I mentioned to Chase Edmonds, I thought might have been his best throw of the game. Uh, you know, that little touch pass over the middle. So what did you think uh, of Russell's performance uh, and and – and uh, what do you think opens up this offense more than, than his him using his legs? Because that, to me, was the X factor today. Yeah, you know, anytime you get a quarterback, George, that can, you know, move the pocket, uh, it, it works well for the offense because it's, it's like a moth to flame. The defense is attracted to that person, and they have to make sure that they know where he's at and make sure that they can put an edge on the defense. And what that does is, from your second level to that back end, it makes those guys start to move around and start to loosen up coverage because on a couple of times that Russell scrambled, you can tell, once again, deep developing routes, nothing was open. Still, I have a problem with that in the Broncos' offense. But with everyone pushing back so deep on Spagnola's defense, it opened up some opportunities for Russ to run. And I think what most teams have said all season long, while Russell used to run, he doesn't run. So when they read the scouting report, they look at it as is. They're going to run deep developing routes. They're going to bail on their run game. They're not that great in pass protection. And oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about the quarterback. He's going to scramble. He's going to scramble to throw, but he's not going to scramble to run. The ability of your quarterback, once again, to escape the pocket and take advantage of the yards that the defense is giving you, it is so important. Most of the teams who are going to be pushing for a late playoff spot, or that number one seed on in either the NFC or the AFC, they have quarterbacks who are able to pick up those extra yards 
when the pocket starts to break down. And I know Russell said that he's going to do some self-reflecting at the end of the season and try to change a couple of things that he's done thus far. One of those things that I would tell him, hey, man, you need to add into your repertoire once again because you're capable of pulling that joker down and running it. I know everyone was saying, hey, listen, they look bad on quarterbacks when quarterbacks you know, pull the ball down and run, but it is survival of the fittest. So if you can scramble and pick up an extra first down and put the stress on the defense, I say by all means do it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about Russell playing the Chiefs, Nick, but I would argue his two best games of the season this year both came against Kansas City. Uh, and, you know, you can't play Kansas City every week. Maybe they should, even though they might lose, they might, they might lose 15 in a row. But Russell plays great when they play Kansas City. But I was super impressed with how he saw the field today, Nick. Uh, I thought that when guys weren't open, you know, he, he tried to make a play here and there. Um, you know, the offensive line still is a massive issue. That There's too much pressure getting to him at times. That I mean, even the last play, uh, and we'll get to that later, but even, you know, the last play, he didn't have a chance. And, and obviously that's because, uh, you know, it looked like the Chiefs were offside and, and Graham Glasgow snapped the ball or whatever. But, um, you know, th- th- there's still times that, you know, they need to be better in protection. But when he was given time today, he delivered. Uh, and I thought that, again, they did some things offensively, Nick, that allowed him uh, to get easier throws than what he's gotten typically this year, right? Like, I mean, they did, they did a lot of play action stuff, boot him out, find someone down the field uh, for either a short gain and sometimes a bigger gain. But uh, I just I, – I was impressed by him. And, again, when he uses his legs, man, he's tough to beat. Uh, we saw that earlier this year against the Chiefs. We saw it against the Jaguars, another game that he was very impressive, even against the Raiders early in the year. Remember, uh, he was able to yeah, use sure. his legs. Uh, and so I think that that's something that, you know, whoever the coach is next year needs to start incorporating. Well, some of those things uh, you can incorporate by, you know, quarterback design runs. And you can only do that when you have uh, great blocking in front of you. And, and I, I mentioned it earlier, Eric Seibert uh, had a, a seal-in block, and then Chase Edmond had a kick-out block. They blocked well on the outside on the perimeter to spring Russell for a touchdown. It's not something you want to make that make sure that it's a part of your main staple of your offense because anytime you are a Gidget and Gadget team and you are constantly you know, relying on those plays to kind of open up space in the offense, to me, that's a recipe for success. Being able to set it up and use it every now and again, that part of the game is so important. But this is where having a mobile quarterback will do that for you. We're not talking about the old statuesque quarterbacks like a, a Dan Marino or a Boomer Esiason. We're talking about guys who can you know, get outside the pocket and create with, with their legs. And Russell definitely is that type of guy. But he has to know in the back of his mind, too, especially – playing behind this Broncos offensive line, more more often than not, George, the offensive line, someone's going to slip through, one or two players. So that has to be in the back of uh, Russell's mind. And I know everyone's saying, well, Russell's getting sacked because he's holding on to the ball. He's waiting for the ball to clear. That's why I believe this, George. I, I don't have any proof, but I believe this. But, you know, we see here Russell now. Russell is a, a heavier quarterback now than he was in years past. And the reason I think he's, he's, he's put on those extra pounds was to be able to sustain the pounding that he was going to receive by trying to be a pocket passer. So as we move forward in 2023, what Russell needs to do is, 
I would say, man, lose about 10 pounds, get back to being the Russell Wilson of old, and pretty much trash can this whole idea of being a pocket passer. That's not who you are. That's not the thing that made you successful. But Russell Wilson still can be successful in 2023, you know, with the Broncos. I also need to lose 10 pounds. Um, so maybe me and Russell. Some more basketball. Some more basketball. Yeah, me and Russell need to get on the same diet plan. But um, – Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus no, I think you have a. I think you're right, Nick. I, I think that that's that's something that he needs to focus on this offseason. It's getting back to being that sort of mobile quarterback that he was earlier in his career. And of course, he's not going to have you know the same juice that he did you know uh, you know eight years ago or whatever it was. But the guy still has some juice, man. He he can still go. I mean, he took off on that 16 yard run today, and nobody was catching him. So uh, I think that that could really open up some stuff for him. And also, like you said, Nick. If they're not going to fix the offensive line, he's going to be running for his life uh, the next few yeah. years. So you might as well, uh, you know, continue to, to to get better at that part of it. But Nick, this guy, I mentioned it earlier. I think I've said it a few times. You know, a lot of times he gets up there in his post game press conference, and he's Mister Cliche, and you know, he's giving us all this positive stuff. And um, you know, it, I think sometimes people don't think it's genuine. That's just how he is, right? That that's right. that's his personality. But today, Nick, I, I feel like we got to see a little bit behind the curtain, Nick, because – and this was the biggest thing for me. He played good on the field today, but uh, I think we learned a lot about Russell Wilson today because after the game, Nick, and we broke it down earlier this week, he faced a lot of criticism. And his his wide receivers and his teammates came to his defense this week on social media. After the game, he was asked about that, Nick, uh, and I'm going to play the audio here. And he got emotional. Uh, he was he had tears in his eyes. Um you know, he, he, he talked highly of his teammates, um, and, and it was something that I think revealed a little bit more about him. So I'm going to play that audio, Nick, and then we'll react to it. So here's here's Russell Wilson talking after the game about his teammates sticking up for him. It meant the world to me because I, I give my all every day. I don't know anything less. And uh, so I'm grateful for these guys because, um, you know, they worked their butts off. And for them to have my back, Jerry, he means the world to me how much he's worked at his, at his craft every day. Um, you know, Kendall. KJ, Tim Patrick, Cortland, uh, other guys, um, you know, um, and, you know, all I want to do is help, help this team win and us find a way to do it. And I know we're going to overcome all those obstacles. And I'm not going to blink because I know who I am. I know, who, I know the dedication I have to this game and how much, how, much it, and how much it means to me. It's meant the world to me since I was yay high. Nick, all that's missing from that clip is Terrell Owens coming in and saying, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. 
you know. Um, that's all we need. We need it. We need that from Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton the next game. Get up there and start giving us a "That's my quarterback" uh, type press conference. But Nick, what was your reaction to that? To me, I, I, you know, I, I was sitting front row and I, I was like, "Damn, all right, you know, Russell, you know, he, he's, he's a real person. Like this is that's that's real, like vu- vulnerable to get up there and talk about that and and also be like, you know, you can you can tell, man, like the criticism he won't ever show it." But the criticism gets to everybody a little bit, and I'm sure it's it's piled up on him this year. And for his teammates uh, to come to his aid uh, this week, I think meant a lot for him. And I think Nick, honestly, it means a lot for this franchise going forward. Yeah, man. And it said that one is the loneliest number, and it is true because you feel as though you have no one around you to support you and uplift you. But it's a little different, you know. This week. Russell Wilson teammates came to his aid. And it was interesting to hear people talk about it both locally and nationally because it was like, well, only the offensive guys have come to his aid and those individuals are totally wrong. But then it's like, well, if they don't say anything, then that was going to be a topic of conversation. Even if they do say something, still a topic of conversation. And, and it's, it's emotional play in this game. When expectations are high and everyone thought, well, with the addition of uh, Russell Wilson, this team was going to soar. It was going to be totally different than it was with Drew Locke on the Pat Shermer's uh, uh, offense, but it hasn't really been that way. And, and when you really think about it, what has it been like for Russ away from the team? We saw a guy standing in front of the media wearing his heart on his sleeve, right? And, and we got fi- finally got a chance to see that in that particular way. But I've always known that Russ was a very emotional person, not one to yell and scream at guys, but do the total opposite. You know, when a guy's down, try to pick him up. I mean, he tried to pick Melvin Gordon up. He tried to tell Melvin, hey, listen, even after all your fumbles, you still are a quality back. You have to continue to believe in yourself. And just the, the, the weight of criticism was solely on the shoulders of Russell Wilson based on the fact of, once again, how much money the Broncos were paying him. And to sit there and take all that, go to the podium, like you said, always trying to say the right thing, always trying to be upbeat. You have to see that behind those eyes, that was a guy that was being crushed because he wasn't used to being criticized the way that he was being criticized, both locally and nationally. But once again, big shout out to his teammates for coming to his aid, really telling it how it is and setting the record straight. Yeah, we see Russell Wilson, the struggling quarterback statistically, but what about Russell Wilson, the man? That was the person who was also being heavily criticized, and I'm glad the guys actually came to his aid. And, Nick, let me ask you this, because obviously with the, this season coming to an end, you know, it doesn't – I mean, it doesn't – it's probably not going to affect these these – well, I guess there's only one game left, this final game. But I, I think that this is important because – Jerry's going to be here a while. I would assume that they'll, they'll extend him eventually. Cortland Sutton here is long term. Tim Patrick's another guy, you know that 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 spoke up. Garrett Bowles was one. What can this do? This support again. Season didn't go the way they wanted to, but to to kind of rally around Russell to end the year here. What what can that do maybe for them uh, in the future? Galvanize them as a team. Uh, for them right now, it is all about team, the guys in the locker room, just kind of block out all the, the white noise that's been out there both locally and nationally. Because at the end of the day, 
it doesn't make a difference what someone is saying on national television. The guys in that locker room, they're the guys that are around him the most. And there have been whispers locally, hey, this guy's saying this and this guy's saying that. I've always felt like this. And I, I feel this way now even when I was a player. If you're going to say something, put your name on it. If you're not, don't say anything at all. Because what it seems to me is that there are a couple of guys, maybe on offense or defense, that may not be feeling Russ. That's, that's perfectly fine. It happens. But there's a large amount of guys who are. So knowing as though so many guys have spoken up for him, that's going to help them moving forward. Some of those guys are going to be brought back. Some of those guys are not. But at the end of the day, it is, as a quarterback, can you lead? That was something that has been coming into question as well, Russell's leadership. Having so many guys speak up on your behalf, really key. And having a Melvin Gordon, who's no longer with the team, speak up for you on social media, that goes a long way. And oh, by the way, a guy by the name of Von Miller, future Hall of Famer, who playing, who's playing with Bill's Nation. He didn't have to say anything positive about Russ, but he did. But that tells you about his leadership that's been sorely criticized. And hopefully those individuals, George, who have done that, maybe it's time for them to take a look in the mirror at themselves. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, man, like what, what, what we learned this last week is there's still a lot of respect. Uh, not only on the Broncos, but around the league for Russell Wilson. Sure, the season hasn't gone has, as he planned, as anybody planned, and I'm sure he's going to look at everything this offseason, how he can get back to his old self. But uh, I think that we know that the respect factor is still there for him. And, and I think there's a lot of people rooting for him too, Nick, uh, outside of the organization. I think there's a lot of people rooting for him uh, to have a bounce back year next year. So we'll see. Uh, again, one game left. I, I think that it's important to uh, – you know, continue to build on his performance today. Uh, and, and, again, next week's going to be a tough game against a good Chargers team. But uh, go out next week and play well. Again, maybe doesn't change the narrative nationally, but at least gives you some hope uh, around Denver that he can he can turn things around. So uh, we got to take a quick break, Nick, and we're finally going to get into this officiating, Nick, because I'm fed up about it, Nick. Uh, it, was a, it was a bad, bad game by the officials. So we'll get into that, uh, and we have some audio as well to talk about from that. So uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll dive into that. 